The sermon for the 14th Sunday after Pentecost is from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 to 10. The sermon is entitled, Jesus Welcomes Sinners. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day, for bringing us together in your word. Lord, in this very word, you point us to Christ, the good shepherd who lays his life down for the sheep. Lord, may this word bless and keep us and grant us comfort in the righteousness that you freely give through the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you, O Lord. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's right. Jesus welcomes sinners. What a joy this must have been for all to see. The broken, the heavy laden, the sinners. They're gathering together with Christ, drawing near to his word. An occasion, a celebration that the lost have been Found. Yet as Jesus welcomes the sinners, rather than celebration, well, there was grumbling. I can imagine the Pharisees and scribes having their arms crossed with a puffed up pride saying, How dare this man who calls himself a prophet, how dare he be with the lowest dregs, of societies, the sinners. Now, knowing their hearts, you very well knew that they were rooted in their own self-confidence, in their pride, in their own self-righteousness. Jesus preaches the parables to them, the parables that would show true faith, where faith trusts. But this faith, is the one who does the work for them. And here Jesus teaches, through the lost coin, through the lost sheep, who is doing the finding, who is doing the bearing and shouldering, who is doing the carrying. Because of this work, Jesus ultimately shows the true joy. See, true joy is not rooted in self-righteousness, but rather true joy is of repentance. Turning in faith, confessing in faith, resting in faith, remembering that in our faith that is of Christ alone, there he is doing the work. And this was great trouble for the Pharisees. For their faith was in themselves, their work. Yet little did they know how terrifying of a faith this was to trust in one's self. And so Jesus teaches and emphasizes these very words. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over the sinners that repent. 
because no one is righteous, not even one, not even the Pharisees, for all have sinned and have fallen short to the glory of God. And we, as Isaiah the prophet would say, we all like sheep have gone astray, everyone to their own way. Not just some, not just a subset of humanity, but everyone has turned to their own way. This is the reality of Genesis chapter 3 and the fall into sin, where human reason and strength know there is no way back by our human will. There is no way to retrace our steps by our human strength. No, no way. Our sin has brought death into the world, and dead people cannot make themselves alive. We cannot find Jesus ourselves, and so it is with the lost coin. You know, have you ever lost something? For when you do, that's right. You very well know that what you have lost will be lost until it is found. And, it is, and if it is of great importance, there you will go sweeping through all the house until you find it. And that's what I do. I know my wife would attest to this very same thing. I lose things. That's right. Or, well, no, I misplace things, right? And a, and a broken record, this is every morning asking, do you know where the keys are? Do you know where my wallet is? And there from the first floor of the house, she would hear my footsteps from above and she very well knew or very well knows what I'm looking for. On my desk, underneath the bed, around every nook and corner, trying to find where my keys and wallet are as I leave for the day. Even sometimes Elliot has those prepared for me. See, that is what happens when we lose something important. It needs to be found. Anything that is lost needs to be found. And this was a struggle for the Pharisees. They failed to see their sin, what it meant to be lost and needed to be found, they would rest upon those very words in themselves. I'm not lost. I'm found. I've done this. I've done that. I am righteous. And as Jesus was gathering the sinners together, you can imagine them saying, I'm glad I'm not like one of those. Yet they were blinded by their own self-righteousness. But what does the word say? Through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Sin. Such a small word, isn't it? Three letters. Three little letters to the point where even we can marginalize the danger of sin in our lives. But isn't that what the Pharisees were doing? They were telling themselves, that's right, I am righteous, I am holy, I can do this myself in my own way, and I can overcome, somehow overcome and earn my own holiness in the midst of my depravity of sin. And that is the same for you and me. 
How quickly we fail to see our sin as we live in this world. How quickly our faith becomes not of Christ, but more so in our own self-righteousness. Because why not? Sin isn't that big of a deal. It is not an albatross that we cannot overcome. I can just need, or I just need to do better. I just need to be good. I need to somehow attain and merit my way to God because I am ready, I am willing, I am able, and I will do this. There you go off and be your own little God, just as the devil tries to tempt us every single time. How tragic this is. The true plight of our human sin condition, like sheep who try to find their own way, and in so doing what happens, little do they know how this path leads to danger and destruction. Yet we, like sheep, go our own way as the wolves surround, as the elements threaten, caught in a thicket, And soon enough, there we have lost our way. See, no one is immune. Not the Pharisees, not you or me. We cannot rest on our laurels. We cannot even convince ourselves of a clear conscience by our own works. Sin is that condemning. And thus Jesus teaches that true joy is not in self-righteousness. How could there be? No one is righteous, not even one. And when no one is righteous in themselves, there is no joy and peace and comfort in self. But what Jesus says today is, there is joy in the sinner who repents. The one who turns in faith, Not to self, not faith in self, but rather the one who clings in faith to Christ. That's why we come together every week to hear the words of Christ as Jesus welcomes sinners, you and me. And there in the call of repentance... There we confess our sins, and the Lord is faithful and just, and He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Of course, this is your joy. But remember, friends, repentance is not your work. God works repentance upon you through the very Word, through the work of the Holy Spirit, who by this Word convicts you of your sin. Read John 14, read John 16, and there we clearly see how we are convicted by the Holy Spirit through this very word. Yet in faith, that's right, we turn and confess. And there the Holy Spirit does not leave us terrified. But by the very word, the Holy Spirit comforts us in the righteousness of Christ. The righteousness that is the work of Christ for you. The King of love, my shepherd, is. He is the King of love. The Christ who finds you. Who carries you on his shoulders and brings you home. 
This is your joy, all given by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through his sacrificial work. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. That's right. Because repentance leads to joy. Your joyful rest in the Christ who has finished who is the author and perfecter of your faith, who charges to you his righteousness through his very work. You do not find God, but God finds you by his grace. He finds you through his reconciling work as he carried your sin, shouldering all of your transgressions, and he died for all your sins upon the cross, that through his very blood that was shed at Calvary, there you are forgiven. The crucifixion. Repentance leading to joy that points you to the cross. Your joy where there would flow your salvation, your forgiveness, your victory over death. As Jesus died the big death, standing in your place, your place. Jesus dies. He is your sacrifice who washes away all your sins. And three days later, our Lord rises from the dead. See, this is your faith. The righteousness that has been given freely to you by Christ alone. Granting you restoration from death to life. You are made alive, all credited to the glory of our Lord, the Word made flesh. And there we rest. That's right. As you are absolved and declared righteous in front of God, forgiven of all your sins. You have been spoken for, my friends. You are righteous in front of God, all by what he has done. Repentance leads to joy as Jesus welcomes sinners. So it is done. What God's will is It is Jesus for you, and it is done. Your salvation, your forgiveness, your everlasting life, your victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. It is Jesus who searches you out. It is Jesus who finds you and carries you on his shoulders all the way home. It is Jesus who gives you freely the victory that the battle has been won over sin, over death, and the power of the devil. Not attained, not merited, not earned by you, but purchased and won for you by Christ. Grace is given. Mercy is given. Your peace is given. Your salvation, your forgiveness is given. Your redemption is given for you. This is the love of God. As he gives you 
the given life through the Good Shepherd. And thus as a church, as we walk together in the Word, there we are given the victory, the eternal and perpetual joy of the Gospel. As we praise and give thanks in victory, as we proclaim together in victory, as we welcome sinners, knowing this is the greatest joy, the victory of Christ, the victory that he has carried our burdens, our sorrows, our sins, shouldering us and bringing us, reconciling us to God as children of God. This is your comfort. This is your peace. This is your joy that Jesus welcomes sinners. He welcomes sinners. He welcomes you. And he gives you the victory through Christ alone. Go now in God's peace. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.